0: Hey, this is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. This is a, an audio post script for the uh, After the Paris Bombings mp3 I released a few days ago. Uh, this is all about our relationship with fear. There's a, a, something I was thinking about afterward. Uh, you can support this original audio work through my profile page here on SoundCloud. Look for the Support This Original Audio Work link on the right And I hope you enjoy it and uh, be in touch with comments and questions. Yesterday I posted a SoundCloud audio dealio about um, after the Paris bombings and dealing with tragedy and trauma and included some of my own story in there. I highly encourage you to listen to it if you haven't uh, encountered it. You encounter this uh, audio first. This is kind of a postscript. I'm, um... it might sound like I'm in an echo chamber. I'm actually in the bathroom using the infrared sauna my girlfriend has set up. And I'm listening to it, some news reportage about uh, what it's like in Paris and how sad people are and how they're afraid to go out and, you know, this kind of thing after these bombings. And I kind of can't help but record something. So if it's really echoey, I'm sorry, but that's just how it is today. I'm not done with the sauna yet. <laughs> um so they're talking about being afraid. They're talking the 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 reporters talking to a, report, a reporter in the U.S. is talking to a reporter in Paris who is uh, who took the who took the the subway the metro and and everyone was looking down at their feet and not looking around and just kind of the sadness and you know and they're talking about fear and and what I want to talk about is in this in this uh, uh, dispatch is kind of an extension of this idea of of what this terrorism serves. A, you're not safe, go to that other MP3 to hear the whole story. But B <laughs> it's like, yeah, but B, fear on this planet now, the evolution the name of the evolutionary game is that we as individuals and we as a collective, and the collective experience stems from the individual choices. We are in the position of deciding what we will do with fear, how we will relate to fear. Your linear logical mind looks at everything in the world and is able to come up with all kinds of reasons that you shouldn't feel safe, all kinds of uh, proofs that you are not safe. See, that proves it. See, that proves it, that you are not safe because the mind has the position in your life of trying to protect you. So, again, A, there's no such thing as safety. B, what are you going to do with fear when you encounter things that are not safe or you hear about other people's lack of safety or issues? What are you going to do? So, since the end of the Mayan calendar four years ago, October 28, 2011, uh, most people say it's the solstice, of, the winter solstice, of twenty twelve, like December twenty first or whatever. Uh, but in fact, I I don't I don't believe that's true. I think that the time between October twenty eighth, two thousand eleven, and the winter solstice of twenty twelve was a settling process, kind of like when you break in a new pair of shoes, and then you can start walking in them comfortably. Kind of a settling in process of what does this feel like, and what actually happened is. The veils between dimensions went away. So your other life issues, what you might think of as past life fears, but there are other life imbalances and issues and fears and traumas, pains, confusions, regrets, all of those things are now more available to you. And the worst of them, the most intense that needs to get processed now, comes up into conscious awareness more and more. I've described in a recent mp3 here or somewhere i I don't remember where that oh and also there are 10 or 11 videos on youtube that i describe things like this about the end of the mind calendar and how it actually is the beginning of a process it's not the end of a process and then we can just go back to our you know uh... uh... mindless consumerism and 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 attempt to fill our pockets and um... our garages and our homes with furniture and, and toys in order to try to make ourselves happy. It's not, it wasn't the end of something. The end of that calendar describes the beginning of a process, which is learning about who we are as energetic beings. I did talk about that in that, uh, after the Paris bombings MP3. So your fears have come up. Your fears are coming up more and more. Things that maybe used to be triggered periodically are now getting louder and louder. Maybe they're even manifesting as health issues for you. But they're getting louder because you are supposed to resolve what is unresolved. Now, as a collective, one of the things that's coming up, and, and ISIS manifests this beautifully, could not be more an, an, a more elegant manifestation of the um, colonial conceits that a number of countries around the world have uh, dawned regarding judging the other. And then, of course, this all has to do with what the collective is is exploring regarding what power is. In that other MP3, I include a whole radio episode from The Soul's Journey, number 114, describing the dwarf planet Iris. As, and, and explaining what terrorism is about and explaining the history of how ISIS came to be. Not the thing about in the last 10, 20, 30 years and, oh, not the example of Al-Qaeda and then it, get, it differentiates itself by being more brutal. Not that. But the history of the end of the Ottoman Empire. that We have to go back 100 years to that. So, individually, your shit is coming up. Collectively, our shit is coming up. And the most, what, the two main things that are coming up all over the world are, what do we do with the other? And actually, what do we do with the other? I was, I, I typically say that the two main issues we're dealing with is racism and misogyny or sexism, but in fact, the same thing because from the particular patriarchal mindset, what do we do with the other? Those people with those beliefs, those people with that skin color, those people who wear that funny clothing. Look at what they do with their hair. Look at how they decorate themselves. They're not as smart as we are. What do we do with the other? Well, we can use them to make money. The collective experience or exploration of what power is. And then also, of course, the masculine perspective of what the feminine is, which is needs to be controlled. What do we do with those women? Those pesky, those pesky women. Pesky females of all kinds. So this is coming up. So... Yeah, as I said in the other MP3, disaster will happen. Bombs will go off. People will kill each other. You know, I did a thing a few weeks ago on the shootings at the Oregon Community College. I kind of did it on mass shootings in general. Also on SoundCloud. Check that out. We're learning what to do with pain. And this is what Eris, the dwarf planet, with a 558-year orbit currently in Aries, and just about everybody alive on the planet now has this in Aries, this is one of the things that Eris is teaching us. What do we do with pain? It may look like, you've caused me pain. Do I hold you responsible for what I'm feeling? So, what's the deal with ISIS? They are reacting angrily and brutally to collective pain in their part of the world because of Western aggression dating back more than 100 years. But some decisions were made at the end of the World War I with the, with the fall of the Ottoman Empire. Some decisions were made principally by Great Britain and France to divide up the middle east based basically to make money through oil so oil is a great sense of a great source of wealth so it's part of again the human collective exploration of what power is if i have money then i can protect myself all leading back to this notion that there is such a thing as safety Somebody who wants to make a lot of money, you might interview and you might say, Why do you want to do that? You might get an answer, something like, I want to be able to make my own decisions, or I want the freedom of not having to do things. But behind that, it's about a perceived need to be safe. If you know where your food is coming from, you don't have to struggle. If you can protect yourself by living behind big walls, then you don't have to deal with other people messing into your stuff. It's all about safety and protection. And this most important key to the human experience that is now coming to a head is that there is no such thing as safety. So what do you do next? Do you decide that you're not safe? Do you decide that your only option is to live in fear? And what we need to do, each of us, is deal with what is, what, with, what, with what the current scenarios of pain and fear that come up echo in our own history. I mentioned in the first mp3, we want our feelings to matter. We want our sensitivity to matter. We want the fact that we've experienced pain in the past to matter. We want our experience to matter. And this is part of a spiritual infancy on the planet, in our species, our collective, the human collective, all these souls living out human lives, each of us as part of all that is, we are learning in this tumultuous, agonizing way how to reconnect with our true nature. How to feel that we're separate and then learn to connect. How to feel that we're individual but learn to work together. and how to figure out how to process the reason why bad things happen to good people such as ourselves. Pretty much everybody thinks that they're good people. You know, like this, uh, why, why why do bad things happen to good people? People who think they're bad never ask that question. The few people who actually think that they're bad never ask that question. Everybody's doing what they think they should do to ensure safety and therefore ensure survival of themselves and their loved ones, their clan, their community, their heritage, their nationality, all these things, their religious group, whatever. Everybody's doing what they think is best. Everybody's doing what their mind thinks is best. So what we each need to do is deal with those things that come up within us, the times we didn't feel safe, and rewrite the history of why those things happened. I'm I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this, but I'm going to admit this. I've been dealing lately, I'm having a moment of clarity here in the sauna. (laughs) Even today, up to like half an hour ago coming in here, dealing with this perception, which is a fear, it's a belief, That when challenging things happen to me, I'm being punished by the universe, God, life, whatever. And in that first MP3, I talked about some recent traumatic experiences that I've had and how much I'm working on dealing with that so I don't enter into syndrome land of PTSD and have this thing repeat and recur, but actually consciously, intentionally dealing with the real feelings and the kind of roller coaster nature of my moods. Because I'm dealing with this stuff. So we have to deal with all these things. I have to deal with this perception that I'm being punished. I'm not being punished. I've I've not done anything. But, you know, that's blah, blah, blah. But really, there's no punishment. So that's my thing in this cache of uh, rich learning. (laughs) This Cache of rich learning opportunities, human laboratory coursework, day-to-day life. And then continue to reassert what vision we have for the world we want to live in. So deal with your feelings. Deal with the pain. Deal with, you know, as I said in the other episode, don't let your heart go out to anybody. Call back your energies. But de- then deal with your own shit. And then reassert what goals you have. When things like this happen and we feel weak or sad or unsafe or in danger or whatever, we feel on edge, when things like this happen, we pull away from any image of ourselves as empowered or potentially empowerable. And I've been there the last few weeks. Really, honestly, this part of me coming up to... um To express, I don't have any choices. These things happen against my will. Why bother doing anything? Why record that soundbite? Why finish that book? (laughs) Why email that client back? Because no matter what, these things happen. And that's the 12th house, Neptunian, Piscean disempowerment. So what world do you want to live in? This is a step into the Aquarian Age now. We're, on the, we're in a transition from the Piscean Age to the Aquarian Age. What world do you want to live in? Ask and answer every day. If you're grieving something or have to deal with trauma or something or depression or something, like like deal with that. But then realize that you have to step forward with your consciousness. This is what humanity is learning. This is a huge thing. What am I going to do with fear? Well, those things happen. Who knows what's going to happen here? Or, you know, these uh, bombs in Paris, maybe, you know, in the speculation, maybe they'll do the same in Washington, the, the D.C., in the U.S. They've, um, you know, ISIS has said that, that that's a, an aim of theirs. And it might be harder here. Um, it might be harder here. But maybe they'll do that. Well, what? Maybe they'll come to Tucson. Maybe I'll be at a drugstore, and somebody will shoot somebody else in the parking lot. Like, who? You know, that happened right after I moved here with with Gabby Giffords. Uh, I think she's a U.S. representative, um, and she was injured outside a store. Not, not. You know, I actually wasn't far from that. I was a few miles away that day. But like, you know, what am I going to do with the knowledge that people can do things? to each other because they don't know how to deal with their emotions. Because they don't know how to deal with pain. Am I going to stay home? Well, what kind of world do I want to live in? And it's my job to answer that every day. And this is not Sagittarius smoke to blow up your ass. This is not Neptune wishful thinking. You know, Piscean daydream. It's a realistic appraisal that, thinking astrologically, from the tenth to the eleventh vibration, from Capricorn to Aquarius, or the tenth to eleventh, the eleventh house. If you don't like the tenth, what's going on in the tenth house? You can change it by working toward a different future. The tenth house stuff, Saturn stuff, is kind of a, uh, that kind of Saturn Capricorn stuff is a manifestation. Of something you planned a long time ago. The eleventh house is an ongoing process, or it holds the potential for an ongoing unfolding, manifestation of a better vision. So what kind of world do you want to live in? Are you willing to accept that people can do terrible things to each other? But that doesn't need to keep you from being empowered. What you don't realize, and this is a huge, a huge thing to do with the end of the Mayan calendar a few years ago. What you don't realize is just how powerful you and your consciousness are. Moving into the Aquarian Age, we're to see, we're to learn more about what real power is and it has to do with self-knowledge, self-acceptance, and self-trust. Coming out of the Piscean Age thing, which follows a a previous kind of trajectory that began with the agricultural revolution, I believe, maybe 10 or 11,000 years ago, of looking at what power is through the lens of 3D reality. Now, now this is the, the name of the human game for, for many thousands of years. But with the agricultural revolution, we start to gather in cities and certain people develop more power. More, pe- more people develop um, uh, power based in 3D resources. And so we're living through that right now. Look at how much attention Donald Trump gets you know, for being hateful. He seems like, uh, he seems like, uh, to some people, like the right version of power, and and this is a a trajectory of the evolution of all that is, including you and me. Even though we, of course, are spiritually evolved and elevated and trafficking in metaphysical circles and doing good work. (laughs) But you... As an individual, human, you are connected to a soul. A soul is a portion of all that is, which is creator consciousness. You are creator consciousness. Your awareness is goddess and god awareness. Your intentions, your, your thoughts become commands. Your intentions begin creation. What you align with, what vibration you emit, love or fear, creates your tomorrow and your next year and your next decade. Do you know how powerful you are? What kind of world... Do you want to live in? Ask and answer every day. Yes, shitty things happen. But what kind of world do you want to create? In one sense, from the bird's eye view, from Soul's point of view, Every human life is a series of ups and downs, sort of as not a test, but a challenge. Will you come back to an inner sense of self-acceptance and strength after things go wrong? Will you realize that your thoughts create reality? Will you take responsibility for the vibrations and commands that you emit? Will you take responsibility for what you align with, love or fear? Faith or anything else? So every human life is an exercise in getting closer to the divine Dot, dot, dot that is not some white guy sitting on a marble throne handing out happy face stickers, stars, or demerits. But the divine is within you. You are already goddess and god. One of the things I like to play with when I teach about this stuff is to challenge people or to invite people to look at everything that's happening in their lives as their divine creation. When I talk, I I almost never talk to people who say, hey, I just was curious about what you think about my chart. I'm a happy person. (laughs) What I hear is, I can't, I don't, I won't, I'm afraid, I wish, I don't know. That's what I hear. And this is not to pick on anybody because obviously this is how I make my, my living and I do everything I can to help people transform any kind of thing that feels out of balance or out of whack. Out of balanced, yeah, imbalanced. (laughs) But everything that's gone wrong or everything that hurts is a creation of what we've set in motion before and what we have invested time and energy in through belief, through that pessimistic voice, through that powerless voice, through that part of you that throws his or her arms up in the air because this thing isn't working still or for the 40th time. This thing never works. This thing always goes wrong. Every human life is a challenge to work through these things to get closer to God consciousness. Why do these things happen? Why did I deserve this? Well, I don't deserve this. And going from chip on the shoulder, I don't deserve this, which is where I've kind of been. Going from there into, well, it's not an issue of deserving. Things happen because you need to have certain experiences so that you can be sent into um, kind of like the valley of the shit so you can choose to come out of it and recognize that human life is not supposed to To be rosy, happy, and only about safety. I realize I've been in here forever, I haven't had any water. Let's see if I can find it. There. Essentially the infrared sauna is a heat lamp and I feel like a hamburger at a highway rest stop. <laughs> the light can penetrate into you. I think up to, some people say one to two inches people say two to three inches. So it's much more effective than like a, a hot a hot sauna. It's warm. it's just not the room isn't warm, it's just the light is warming my body from the inside out. Essentially, slow-grade cooking me. I wondered the other day how long I could stay in here (laughs) before I was actually cooked. And, of course, I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, so every human life is this story, this story arc of sending you to shit town so you can come out of it to connect with divine consciousness, which is what kind of world do I want to live in, which is the creative act of the divine. What kind of world do I want to live in? Well, I mean, this crap is happening. Well, okay, let me deal with that. But what kind of world do I want to live in? So part of the way to access your divine power, to get close to the wisdom of soul and bring it through to your day to day life is in asking and answering that question of yourself repeatedly on an ongoing basis. If you're like a lot of people, you're distracted by how busy you might be or the noise of the TV in the other room or the numbers, have to make this much money to have to pay this bill to do this, to do that. If you're like most people in the modern world, you're not in touch with your divine power in any way. You're seeing that you fit within a system. And you probably don't feel that you have control over your life. Well, what kind of world do you want to live in? Ask that question enough, and you get to the other question, which is, what am I willing to do to to get there? What am I willing to do to live in that world? So I'm inviting you to evaluate your beliefs about what isn't possible. Work through those. That's A. B, decide what you're going to do with fear. Are you going to accept that fear exists because things happen that cause fear? Because suicide bombers attack Paris on a gorgeous Indian summer Friday evening. Are you going to be afraid of something now? So that's B. C, deal with all your stuff. (laughs) And D, ask and answer, what kind of world do I want to live in? Because your creative power is probably being used unintentionally because of what fears come up and are triggered or stored in your field for many, many lives. As I said, each human life is an exercise in this like trough and then Hill thing, you know. Can, you know what am I going to do when I'm upset and depressed and injured and traumatized? What am I going to do when I feel powerless or violated? What am I going to do? But every human life is a microcosm of the entire soul's journey, a holographic microcosm. I don't know if those words can go together, but essentially, your entire life now is a hologram of your entire soul's journey, living out millions of lives on earth, as people, as animals of all kinds, trying to figure out if you're safe and how you can make yourself safe.